Good afternoon and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. I am Anika Wilson and today I have four amazing entrepreneurs on the call. Please buckle up, listen intently, and we're going to start off with Miss Lisa. Miss Lisa, how are you doing today? I am so good. How are you? I am fantabulous. Tell us about your business and what makes you extra special in our wonderful world of entrepreneurship. Or just extra. Uh, my, name, <laughs> girl, my name is Lisa Pronzo. I own a business called A Healthful Life that is actually getting ready to officially launch in October, but we're in pre-launch stages right now. I am an accountability coach. So that's like a fancy word for like holding you to your goals. Yeah. I have a fitness background. I've been in the fitness industry for 10 years. I have a certification on the paleo diet through Rob Wolf, who was recently on Ford's top 100, top 500, something like that. I don't know. He's fancy. Um, <laughs> and multiple other fitness certifications. So it, this kind of whole thing came about from me feeling like there was a need in my community to help women in particular meet their healthy living goals. You know, because we all get busy. Everybody is working, you have kids, you have your husband, your partner, whatever it is, and life just takes over. And then your health takes a complete back seat because you're more concerned about, do I need to walk the dogs today? Where do I need to show for my child after school, after I've chauffeured them to and from school? I have this to do, I have that to do. And all these excuses start creeping in and all of a sudden you're in this mindset of like, I'll get healthy tomorrow. I'll take care of myself tomorrow. And Nika's laughing. <laughs> it's true though. You let the excuses get in the way of that self-care and then you lose that whole healthy living journey. So my goal is to bring that back for women in a very attainable and sustainable way so that it becomes a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not temporary. You're not going to have to go and do anything else after this because you're going to have the tools that you need through coaching by me to know how to make this be a daily change in your life and make it be something that you want to have in your life, that you look forward to every single day instead of dreading it. So That's that is in and of itself what's going on in a nutshell. So tell me for somebody, you know, like we were just talking before we, we started recording about food allergies and the importance of taking care of yourself because self-care is important and a lot of people don't think that nutrition and fitness are a part of self-care, but they fall under the umbrella. What types of strategies do you use for someone who knows what they need to do, but in changing the brain and creating that routine for them to be able to implement the things that you teach them? I think that's where that individual component of teaching and coaching really comes into play because like my journey and my needs are not going to be the same as yours, nor are they going to be the same as Linda's or Danielle's or Ashley's. And that's where that personalized individual coaching really makes me different from anybody else. Even then like personal trainer at your 24 hour fitness or whatever, because it's a customizable program to you and what your life looks like as well as what your hangups are for not having those things happen. We all have the excuses. It's what are your specific excuses and how can we work past those? 
I have plenty of excuses, but we won't go there. <laughs> that's that's a podcast for another time. When I know, go, right? That's when we go. So, that's what we'll do. It is, it is honestly easier to engage in unhealthy habits than to follow the healthy habits. And that goes for health, that goes for mental health, that goes for every aspect of our lives. It's easier to just do what we do instead of changing, you know, changing our mindset. And then we can even preach it but we still do the same things in other areas of our lives. And I can totally and completely relate to that because, you know, my journey and just like a little bit of background for where I'm coming from and how I, you know, this sort of thing. I was an army ROTC um, way back in the day. I'm not going to age myself on this podcast, but it's far enough back in the day. And like a year in, I got severely hurt in training and was bedridden for a year and I mean talk about like a humbling experience to be a young woman when you're at the age where you're supposed to be like in college and you know living it up and I call it fake adulting that really comfortable space where you don't really have bills but you can be held super responsible for things in that space and yet like I had to have my mom help me to the bathroom as I was in a wheelchair you know, and then progress that all these years later, having to relearn how to walk, having to relearn how to drive, having to relearn how to get health and fitness in my life in a way that was newly attainable for me with this obstacle. And then moving into motherhood and figuring out, I swear, I think my child knew whenever I wanted to work out because that's when she would start screaming. I swear. So it was like learning how to have these healthy habits. And I held myself to the fire for it. And I held myself accountable for it. And then I started noticing in my professional industry, clients coming in with the same stuff going on. That their stuff, their health, their wellness is taking a back seat because of the other things that they have going on. And how do we bring that to the forefront? Because I am a true believer that if I don't fill my cup first, I cannot help anybody else at all. So getting to that like space of what do I need to tell myself to get those excuses gone? How do I need to change that mindset to get those excuses gone? And how can I share that with other people around me? Because we all deserve that. And we all work so hard. Like we're busting our butts every single day. We deserve to have that like that little bit of time where we can take care of ourselves. But then it's figuring out how does that, like Anika, how it works for your life is not gonna be the same as somebody next to you. Absolutely right, finding that balance, is, it, it seems impossible on day-to-day life, but you literally have to make a commitment because you're committing to taking time out of your norm, creating a new norm and starting over. So um, that's what's really important. And no matter how much we avoid it, when we get sick and tired of being sick and tired, eventually we will do it. But that's the, that's the, the part of having a coach that I want everybody to understand. You know, for listeners, we have every type of coach and career woman on the show for the simple fact that no matter what stage of your life you're in or no matter what area of your life you need help or coaching, 
the thing is you need it. And we oftentimes don't get help when we need help. And the thing about having a coach is that you have somebody walk with you, not just somebody giving you information. This is somebody showing you how to use the information that they are providing. And so in this area of, of what Lisa's talking about is that it's not only about fitness or wellness, it's about nutrition and it's about balance. And that's important no matter who you are and, and what you're working on. Other ladies, do you have any comments for her? Well, um, I agree with her concerning the taking care of yourself. It's so important, you know, and uh, if you actually are not taking care of yourself, you won't be able to take care of others. And, uh, and I, was, uh, I was thinking that uh, sometimes it takes for you to go through some kind of an experience to really want to make a change in your life and also helping others. So I was there listening to what Lisa was saying about what she went through. And usually that's where we get that passion because we really feel that we will not like for other people to feel this way or to go to this and without take, getting a solution at it. So um, I was listening to you, Lisa, and I, and I think that you're doing a wonderful job. So keep it up. <laughs> Thanks, girl. I appreciate No, I really do appreciate that. And for me, it's, it's also like the different forms of fitness that I've gone through and gotten certified in, what I really want to do is meet people where they're at because it really, for me, is knowing that somebody else's journey is going to be different than like my own or even another person that I'm working with. And there's so much power to me in you being able to recognize where you're at let your ego go to have patient, patience and acceptance with where you are and how you're going to grow and change. Like that's a beautiful process to me. Like, that's awesome. And you know, part of for right now, I teach in a Pilates studio and I have personal training clients and they're all over the board in terms of their health journeys. And I love that because then when they have those small victories, I get to celebrate it with them and they can take complete ownership of it and be like, I did that. That's awesome. That's a great thing to do, but that's meeting somebody where they're at and figuring out what goals they have for themselves. So similar in all different kind of coaching, you know, it's when you get so much gratification from watching the people you are helping getting to the goals and getting to the uh, results that they would like so it's it's very very similar to so many different co uh, coaching i mean coaching in general i guess oh yeah for sure i think um my specific program what i have really like delved dived into oh lord <laughs> and really focused on is that more personalized touch. I want people to have access to me. I have like this whole wealth of information, Pilates certifications, bar certifications, CrossFit certified, the nutrition certification, the master's degree in human behavior so I can analyze you if I really want to. All of that is great, but it does nothing if I'm not sharing. I wanna take all the knowledge that I have and just pay it all forward and give it out to the world because I'm not doing any good by like, sitting on my butt, not doing anything with it. Yeah, yeah. very motivating. <laughs> so, 
Because the one thing that, that a lot of people have a hard time, and I know for me, for marketing, it's really hard to say what, I, what it is that I am and what it is that I do. And you just said it, you know, you have all these certifications, you also have a master's degree. And it's hard because when people see your name or they just see coach, they think that's it. But when you look at the story behind this person, it's very hard to sum that up in a sentence, a paragraph, or even a short bio. It's getting people to understand why it is you need to talk to these people, which is one of the reasons why I wanted the podcast, because words are different, you know, and when you're able to talk to somebody and hear somebody and have that relationship, and as you said, personable relationship, whether you're doing one-on-one -on -one, um, personal training or virtual, like just to have that connection and be on that wavelength with somebody, that's what makes the impact. If you're just like picking anybody, you know, like we used to have phone books back in the day that our children don't know about, you know, and you stick your finger, you open it up and you stick your finger on it and you just go with it. It's not what it's for. It's that you have people with different backgrounds that are tailor-made to, to suit your needs. And it's a matter of shopping, if you will, you know, and, and scouting and researching and educating yourself on what it is that you need and who can help you with, with what you need. So as Danielle said, yes, in, in coaching, no matter what stage or what age or what, um, what area of life we need it in, some people can really cover and capture a lot of it all in one. So, you know, Lisa, you just let us know that you, you're, you're, you're deeper than your muscles. So that's what I got from that. So Lisa, to, take that one. Yeah, Lisa what, I, what I really, what resonated with me is the fact that you understand that people are individual. And so many people go into industries, coaching, mentoring, whatever, and they look at trying to keep people in a black and white scenario and it doesn't happen that way because mm -hmm. everybody Absolutely. is so unique. And so when I, you know, look at, when I deal with people, it's like, I have to remember that this person is not going to react or need the same thing that this person is. And I think it's crucial to the way the world's e evolving because we started, you know, this whole internet thing and everybody got to texting and everybody got to doing all these things through this kind of, um, you know, cyberspace. There wasn't any personal interaction. And now people are going, wait a minute, I need that touch. I need, to, and I won't talk to anyone without a Zoom or do Facebook, you know, whatever. I want to see their faces because I grew up connecting with people by looking at their face, reading their body language and getting their energy and feeling it so I could go with that. Oh, for know? sure. I totally yeah. agree, Linda. I completely like same page. Yeah. Same page. Because it says a lot more when you can have, even if it's through a Zoom call, which is like, you know, such a blessing with technology, if you can see how somebody is holding themselves and carrying themselves and what their body language is doing, you can more effectively help them. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The human connection, you can't get away from that. You know, absolutely, this is so necessary. And even though we have all that technology, you know, it, it is so, this is the key to, to keep that human connection, absolutely. And people need that because a lot of people isolate and, you know, technology, it, it, also, it fosters isolation. And so even if you're connecting through a video, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to get help or they're scared or they don't want to go out. Some people even have social anxiety and can't leave the house. Even if it's a video, I just want people to understand that there's a way there. You're not trapped, that there's so many options right now with ways of, of doing things and getting help. 
So in that, I want Linda. Linda, can you tell us about you and your business and how you came about um, form formulating your business? Well, it's um, coaching. I coach and I coach um, with business and life. But really what it amounts to is that I found that people will go into a business and they're just like, wow, I'm doing all this business. And all of a sudden it's like a job again, which is what they didn't want when they started a business, right? And the missing component is they forgot to sit down and really create what kind of life they want to have first. So I actually take them through, let's create your life. Let's figure out how you want to live, you know, and I make them actually go through and actually visualize it because so much of how we respond and we act today is based on things that happened to us years ago. It's like muscle memory. It's there and we've got to retrain. We've got to rethink. We've got to go through all that. And um, so then I help them create a business up to the website and um, get them going and, you know, give them the initial things that they need to market their business to get themselves out there. But in doing all of this, I found that one of the biggest challenges, especially for women entrepreneurs, though I'm not saying men don't suffer from it too, is the lack of confidence and the lack of feeling they're worthy. So there's an awful lot of mindset work that I do um, with them to get them to the point to really own their life, to own themselves, to empower themselves. I get so passionate about this. And part of it is my own path and how I got to this point. I'm 68, so nobody can give me an excuse saying I can't do it because I'm too old. And you know, no, you're not. It doesn't matter what age you are, you can do whatever you want if you decide to take that step. And my whole story is part of what I bring to the table. So you would being authentic to me is so crucial. I share my story with everyone. I was an Udwed mother in the 60s, and that was an absolute no-no. It was shameful. You were either sent to a relative or you were put in an Udwed mother's home. And uh, I ended up in an Udwed mother's home for six months. And I carried that shame till I was 60. I never told anybody about it. I didn't talk about it. I mean, my husband knew, but I just didn't share it with the world. And all of a sudden I realized I don't have anything to be ashamed of. I was a kid. I was doing what kids do. You know, I'm in the 60s. It was like, we, did, we weren't given the tools that people are given to nowadays. But the big issue with the whole thing was that when, after I had the baby and I gave her up for adoption, my parents being of the um, depression era was really, okay, you made a mistake, that's it, move on. So my whole life, my training has been, okay, something happened, just move on, you just pick yourself up, go ahead. No support, no, and I don't want to say coddling, but no, um, just, you know, it, it's okay, it's a mistake, let's talk through it. It was just, that's it. Sounds so, like more empathy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they didn't know what empathy was no. back then. No. And, and you know what, it's okay, because it gave me such strength to go through what I had to go through later in life, which was a daughter who became addicted to drugs. That's a loss. That's a grieving process because all of a sudden this child you bore is not who you thought. And she's battled that now for 30 years. She's finally clean. But that whole process with her, she went homeless. She's, I mean, it's just been this nightmare and having to turn my back on her for a while and say, I can't have you in my life. 
you know, I've had to go through all that. My husband had two kinds of cancer. And um, that was what I called my WTF year. It was like, he gets sick. Within four months, he's gone. My oldest daughter tried to commit suicide. I found her. And at the end of that year, I became a single parent to my granddaughter, who I had to raise. So what I bring to the table is my life experience, because I've pretty well been through most, if I haven't, I've experienced it through my daughters or, you know, whatever. And then my business experience, I worked in corporate America as a female in an environment that was male dominant. And I had to put on masks. I had to become somebody I was not. So I had to kind of rediscover myself and go through those things. And I was like one time at one company, I was used in the, as an example. So I ended up making the choice of quitting versus getting fired. And that happens a lot in a corporate environment. Anyway, so it brought me forward to um, several different jobs, several life transitions, re you know, reinventing um, myself several different times. And the last time was when, when I was 63 and I was working as an escrow assistant and I got laid off. And I look around, I start applying for jobs and nobody wants a baby boomer. You know, nobody responded. I didn't get any hits on the hundreds of resumes I sent out. So I said, I'll start an online business. Why not? So I started my first online business, which was a virtual assistant business consultancy, taking my background and putting it in there. And uh, found after a couple of years, I really didn't like it. It wasn't for me. But I found people kept coming to me asking me for advice. And so I go, wait a minute. It was like this big, huge light bulb moment, as Oprah likes to say, that light bulb went off. And I realized that my entire career as a store manager or I ran a private school, everything always centered around people, always centered around motivation, um, helping them figure out their life, helping them figure out their job and that. And I went, what am I doing? That's what I do. That's what I love to do. So I created my coaching business and it's evolved from there. So, and it's fantastic. I love it. I'm a, I um, have a group coaching program. I belong to a, a group, a, a collective of female coaches that are heartfelt. And so we've all created group coaching programs that are pro bono um, contribution based with just a minimum amount of 47 a month. And it's through Facebook. Um, mine is helping them build their business, but I go through mindset, productivity, time management, um, boundaries. Boundaries are so important for people. So I try to cover it all. If they can't pay the 47 a month, then I let them in free because it's paying it forward. People should, should be able to get the help they need when they need it. And coaching has some stigma attached to it that it has to be high priced to get a really good coach. And I don't think so. You know, I have too many clients out there that I've helped that didn't have any money that wouldn't be where they're at today if I hadn't said, okay, let me talk to you. Let's, let's get going here. So that's kind of my, my story in a nutshell. That is amazing because I can relate to you on so many levels. I was a drug counselor in Florida. Oh. That was the job I quit to start my business in February. Um, oh. <laughs> so, I have to say um, more power to you because I just, yeah, 
that's a hard, hard thing to deal with. It is. And then before that, I was in um, child welfare. So I, you know, looking at it from that side, but also being a single mother, most of my adult life, now being a newlywed to a military spouse, it's when you talk about the seasons of your life and with your age, you have a level of wisdom that other coaches don't have. And so I have actually met a lot of women over 50 in the last week on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And you bring wealth to, to the, even the women like me who are, you know, I'm almost 40, but I'm, I'm in a different season. And so even looking to you, you can help so many people. And when you talk about paying it forward, that's, that's where I, I was confused in starting a business is because mm -hmm. everybody says, oh, you can have a six figure business. If you're in it for the right reasons, then that doesn't matter. Right. So, and, and when your heart is, is, is full from what you do every day, then, then you don't have to worry about those kind of things. But it's really hard in the business realm. And I, I really hope that a lot of people get coaching because what you said is, is confusing for a lot of us to understand the difference between having a nonprofit and having a for-profit business and being mm -hmm. able to have a for-profit, make profit and still pay it back. And right. that's, that's a challenge for a lot, a lot, a lot of business owners. It's either, you know, how much time to give away, how much content to give for free and also pricing. So you literally hit on like all of those, those things. Well, and I, and I have, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not in it for the money. I want to touch a million women. I want a million women to know that they can actually live the life they want and not the one that they were programmed to live. Because I think there is this tendency for women, especially to think they're being placed in certain roles and they have to live that way. I mean, I thought it was just my generation because we had five choices. That was it. That's all we could do were these five things. And if you did anything outside of that, it was like you were shaking up the world, but it's still there today. I mean, I talk to women over and over and over again, and they're, they don't have the confidence because they are supposed to be living their life this way. Or one of my clients has ADD. So she was telling me that she can't do a calendar based on what everyone else is telling her how to do it. And I said, then don't. Make your daily, weekly calendar based on you, based on how do you work best. I did a training in um, my group and it was about how do you learn? So you set up your stuff to fit yourself. That's why I loved what Lisa said, because people are so different, but you know, we try to put them into this mold of being all the same thing. And Linda, if I may say something. Sure. Um, I uh, agree with you about being completely relaxed about helping people because a lot of the people uh, usually think that if you have a business, uh, a coaching business, and you are, um, you have to be very strict on what uh, the prices are, how the the different uh, models are, and so forth. The when you are acting like this, usually it it doesn't really let you be helping mm -hmm. the people that you want to help. If you are like you were saying about sometimes you give out, uh, you pay forward. Um, when you do that, I don't know if you noticed because I had that experience. Whenever I give something, whenever I help someone 
that I know that really is in need, I get two or three more clients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For some reason, I attract the more that I give, the more that I attract some more business. And some people don't see it, but this is very important. Sometimes the, the more that you give, the more that you receive. Well, this is something that we all know, but <laughs> it works also in, in the business. Because I remember um, having to do this also, having to have like a, a group session, usually uh, and once a month, I give a, a free group session for the women that I work with. I haven't had a chance to talk about what uh, population I'm working with, but uh, it's from that group, I can get two or three clients just by doing it in, in the community. Mm -hmm. So I, I learned that, you know, not being so stressed about, oh, I need to get that money in and all that, to know that when you relax, usually that's when things come very easily to you. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's just a matter of understanding, simplifying is what it is. I did that, you know, I talked to, I've seen a lot of women I, that are in corporate life and they want to leave corporate life, but they don't know how to replace their salary. Well, you can do it. You've got to plan it. You've got to research it. You've got to simplify. So if you have to have an 80 inch screen TV, you know, and that's a priority, that's great, but it's going to take away from trying to replace or save that money you need to leave corporate America and replace that salary. It's all about looking at who you are, your values, which is one of the things that I am really strong on is making sure that your values, your personal values match your clients or your clients match your values, I said, Che, and your business, that you build something that really reflects you, who you really are. Mm -hmm. and, and not another thing also, another thing mm -hmm. also, some people think that, you know, they have to have so much to be uh, ready for them to get into their business. They have to do this and that. And th this is not the way. You just, most of the time, the fear keeps people away from doing what oh, they wow. need to do. So if you actually, okay, everybody have fear. Nobody's perfect. So if I have that passion, I know that I'm going to help. I know that I want to help. I can just jump in and then, work it out you know it's just like it's the fear that usually stop people and uh they they are like saying well this person is a coach this person is uh has a successful business not every day not all the time is it's successful it's and it didn't start either you have to you have to keep in mind that that's probably as much as the internet and the computers have brought to our world. They also give that ability of putting out there whatever you want and nobody knows if it's yep. true. Yeah. And so sure. I've had, I've had people go to me, well, Linda, I should be making six figures. And I go, how long have you been in business? Oh, a couple months. Well, no, lies, lies, lies. you know, it's work that you have to do <laughs> to get to that point. You don't know what these people did before they got to six figures. You don't even know if they're making six figures. And not only that, but are they still being authentic? Because I don't want to lose myself for a profit. And that's just not who I am. And right. so that also has to do with why you're in business, who you are, and who you serve. 
And you guys said something very important, which I messed up in the very beginning is that I was trying to help people that I knew needed help. And I wasn't making any money because they were fighting me. I was working harder than them and they didn't want it. They they weren't ready to change. They weren't ready. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I realized that you have to work with the people that fit your bill, who have your morals and your values and who, who look to you and want your services, then it meshes. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's effortless and you're literally just doing what you do and they get it and they feed off of that and you feed off of that and then you have a success story. And so that's something that a lot of people in early stages of business don't get. And sometimes we chase it for months, sometimes years. And that's just a matter of just opening yourself up to anything because you just want anything. But as you guys yeah. all said, when you put your energy out there and, you, and you're meeting the right market, mm-hmm you know, even if it's pro bono or you're giving of yourself holistically, it comes mm-hmm. back. Right. And I, you know, and I have, I have a one-on-one program that, that I'm a signature program. And I have a, a blitz call, I call it that. But my heart is with the, heart, the heartfelt movement to really get out there. So my signature program, if somebody can't afford the full price, we'll talk about it you know, let's adjust it. Let's take something out of the program. Let's look at what we can do to fit. So you're not, I mean, I've had people tell me that they got bullied by coaches because they wouldn't put the fees on their credit card. And I don't, you know, our country here anyway in the States is so in debt. Why I can't consciously add that to somebody unless they, you know, I feel they need to pay something. Yes, but not where they put $10,000 on their credit card and then they're paying for months trying to pay it off because I've been in that route. I mean, I've been overwhelmed by debt and I know how it hits you and I know how it hurts inside because you feel like such a failure. So, you you know, you've got the fear, you've got the fear of success. People are afraid of succeeding. People are afraid of what people think. People are afraid of failing. And to your comment about messing up, you didn't mess up, you had a learning lesson. I don't believe in failure. Nothing that I've done has ever really been a failure. It's been some really hard lessons that I've been, (laughs) that the universe decided I needed to go through. Yes. But every single thing I've gone through has, when I get to the other side, I realize, oh my God, what a gift I was given. Because if I hadn't gone that path, if I hadn't experienced that, I wouldn't be able to relate to so many people out there. Step is stepping stone, we call yep. them. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. And and not and not being afraid to be uncomfortable. I think that's the biggest thing yes. too. And yeah. just jumping and doing it anyway, doing it scared. Because right. fear is one of the top things, you know, outside of public speaking in the world that people cannot accomplish their dreams because of their fear of failure. You know, yep. the thing is with fear of failure, fall learn from it and get back up and do it again, you know? So I think that's the main thing. And I also believe that we all should have mentors and coaches, you know, to help you along the way. I think that's needed. And I think that it's definitely something to invest in. And I like the fact that you're um, definitely here to help people. And that that shows that you're passionate because it's not about money, you know? So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. you bring up um, public speaking. So I signed up to do a workshop in November. Yeah. My first, I could just 
And this is what I share with my people. I could feel my stomach going into those knots and I'm going, oh my God, what did I do? And then I, nope, you can do this. Because you know what? They're not going to know if I mess up because I can have all the script and everything down. They don't know. They won't know. So <laughs> right. to make? as long as my message gets out there, yes. Yes. Then I'm cool. Yes. So. And just like back to what Lisa said about self-care, that's important too, oh. because we can't pour from an empty cup. You know, and I think it's important that we take that time to ourselves and, you know, recharge. Right. You know, I'm not going to say that I've always been the best at that. I had to learn that, you know, it takes growing <laughs> the time, you know, but it's definitely needed because you cannot pour from an empty cup. No, I and I know yeah. that about every four days, about three days a week. I forget that, but four days of the week, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that. But there's still those yes. days when I'm like, okay, I need to listen to myself yep. because uh -huh. You know, we still, we're guilty. Like, you know, even in business, you know, we go harder than the average. And yes. I, I'm not going to tell y'all, I was wrapped up in a blanket and I was like, don't fall asleep because you got to, <laughs> one o'clock, you got to get it together. But, but the thing is, we, we often forget because we do push, but I think for us, it's different because we, 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 we see the finish line. Like we see our dreams being, you know, realized. And so it's different than getting up and dragging yourself to a job. You know, we want to work 10 and 12 hours a day because we love what we do. And so that's different. But that's what makes self-care harder because we justify our own foolishness. And, you know, even if it's working harder or if it's not touching a resource that we know is available to us that we need because we think that, you know, oh, well, we got this. And so, you know, like Ashley said, I always say we need a committee. I call people that I rely on committees. I need committees. I need spiritual godmothers. I need spiritual sisters. I need people around me because I don't have family around. So I have to create a village. And I know that. And so I need to have on those days when I need that, that cup filled, you know, I need to be able to have that already established. Too often we wait until the last minute when we need something to try to find it and then we don't find it or we don't seek it. And so therefore we just isolate. And even as a woman in business, we're still juggling 20 hats at the same time. And we have to make sure that we have those things in place, whether it's business coaches, whether it's personal coaches, whether it's wellness coaches, no matter what it is, you know, we speak to an audience, but we have to also speak to each other and, and keep each other accountable and healthy. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, one of the things is that, and this goes with Lisa's, what she's doing is that self-care is more than just physical. It's more than just, it's mental, it's emotional, and it's spiritual. It's every single aspect of a human being. And I think we, anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're doing that nine to five grind, you forget those things. You think, oh, I'm just gonna run and get a pedi and manicure, which is wonderful to do. But it's not necessarily giving you the nourishment you need. You've really got to pay attention to all four components of yourself and oh. take care of them. I was well, actually like just about to say that, Linda, because, you know, for me, and I think we can all speak to this, you have like a million transitions throughout your day. You know, when you're putting on your business hat, you're putting on your mom hat, you're putting on your grandparent hat whatever you're putting on your public speaker hat for a hot second, you're going to do great at that. I'm not even concerned about that. We have all these transitions in our day and sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in it. And sometimes that self-care is just sitting down like before this 
podcast mm-hmm. and getting recorded and taking a couple minutes to sit in silence and take some deep breaths and center yourself, get your mind right for what you're going to do. And then you can go at it with that like full force, that full power, you know, whatever it is that you need. Like for me, one thing that I have to have is a morning routine. Um, Like Anika, I am also a military spouse, so I'm very familiar with how it works (laughs) to the single parent role. (laughs) Um, and, And how... I don't always have those like quiet moments that maybe I was used to anymore. And so for me, that was like key to have that time in the morning and the time at the end of the day, even if it's like 15 minutes to just do what I need to do to make sure that I'm in the right space to take on my whole day. But that's another aspect of self-care that people tend to neglect. Mm -hmm. They do. Absolutely. you're in bed and you're on your phone and you're checking emails or you're on Facebook <laughs> and you're constantly hitting the refresh button. And to me, I'm like, how many times did you refresh your email today? <laughs> and how long, no, but in all seriousness, but but you're driving. You? Mm-hmm. and maybe that's the time, you know, like Anika's saying, she's got to have her committee around. Maybe that's the time that you reach out to somebody, you fill up that spiritual side of your cup sit down with a devotional or the book that you're reading or Tony Robbins on YouTube, whatever it is so that you can take better care of yourself. It's not always that like, I'm going to go and do this crazy hit workout. For me, <laughs> if I may say something, um, I, I have those little um, moments, the little tricks that I work with myself on, I have a little sign in my office that is drape. And every now and then I, I take the the drape out of it. It says, hey, superwoman, it's time to get back to earth. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that <laughs> so when I do it, not only I laugh, because laughing is so good for us, for our self-care, but also I, that reminds me, okay, it's time for me to go and just walk on the grass with my feet, with barefoot. And, you know, drink some more water, watch something else that I like, watch a funny movie, do something for me. So it's very important for people to know that, okay, we're giving out, we're giving a lot. Like you said, someone said you have so many hearts, and that's true. All of Mm -hmm. us have so many hearts. And we have to know that we need some time for us. We need some time for this person. So it's very important for you to have different things. For example, I may um have uh, something like okay I, I put some sexy lingerie and i walk you know i have my regular clothes on but nobody knows that i have it so i'm like <laughs> i have that little smile <laughs> that i have something that someone doesn't know but actually makes me feel good yeah. it's a it's a private you know personal care which is so important so all of us could have in our own little imagination, come up with things that will make us smile, make us feel good, make us get back to earth, you know, somehow. No, and that's, it's a good point. Cause when I, I raised two families, so I raised my own children and then I raised my granddaughter and I literally woke up one day after I got laid off sobbing because I didn't know who I was because all those hats that you put on and yeah. you don't pay attention to your inner self. I, I was like, 
I don't even know, do I like chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream? I really honestly didn't know. So that I actually moved to Portugal for five months. And that was the best thing that I did because I could rediscover myself. And in that process, I found and talking to women, and part of it is self-care is they, they don't love themselves very much. And that's really all these components are what I put into my coaching, but you've got to love yourself to have any kind of, that's the best relationship you can have is to be able to stand in front of a mirror and go, Oh my God, I love you. You rock. You know, it's so important. And so many women, especially don't take care of themselves. They don't practice self-care. They don't go, I kind of like you. You don't need to look like, you know, so-and-so on TV because you're beautiful the way you are. I won't monopolize anymore, but. <laughs> but. Um, Danielle, can you tell us about you? We can talk all day, so I want to make sure we get the two more introductions. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it because this is the meat and potatoes that I was looking for. It's, it's really hard to just identify what we need as women because we have a lot of needs and a lot of them go unmet. So I want to make sure that um, I love of the course. conversation. But of course. I'm well, thank you. Danielle. So I'm, I'm so... Uh, honored to be on this panel and uh, I'm, I'm really uh, happy that uh, I can listen to everybody's story and it's we have so many as women we have so many things that are similar in uh, our lives so I'm listening I'm saying oh god I, I, I will say the same thing I would say this and that so for me to give you a, a little background I am uh, from Haiti and I immigrated here about 40 years ago, and uh, I went to school here, I mean, to college here, and uh, I uh, started to work in the nonprofit um, uh, arena for a while, and uh, I also had the chance to go and work with the police department for almost 10 years, mainly in the family uh, division, which kind of started me in all the things that I actually came and followed in my life because I work in the missing persons unit, I work in the domestic violence uh, unit, I work in the elderly unit um, and all those we had so much contact with families with uh, uh, a lot of people who were victims, a, a lot of people who went through a lot so I ended up after the police department working actually a, for a um, governmental agency which uh, works with victims. Uh, so it, I became an advocate for victims for the domestic violence unit that they had. So that really kind of taught me so much. And uh, also we, sometimes say that we are helping people, but usually the people that we are helping are teaching us and helping us more than we actually bring to them. So I learned so much about uh, uh, violence, about uh, victims, mm -hmm. and I am presently working, uh, continuing to work in the victim arena as a crisis counselor in a domestic violence shelter. And I am 29 years and four days to my retirement. 
So I will be retired in a few days, I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> but while I have been working with the victims, I discovered something that uh, the people were being helped with social services, they were being helped with legal, they were being helped with so many different area that they really needed. But after that, they come out of it, out of the victim area, but they're just dropped. I mean, they do not have anything following for them, any kind of, uh, of course they have resources out there, but they don't have someone that is coaching them into getting back on their feet emotionally, you know, and all the different things that you mentioned, Linda about being recognizing yourself knowing that uh, you are a valuable person and you are because we have the the the, pay, the uh, clients that i work with we have uh, i don't know if you know but with domestic violence there's absolutely no distinction there's no uh, being educated do not stop you from being a victim being rich doesn't stop you from being a victim. Being old doesn't stop you. I mean, whatever it is, the background of that person, they can be affected by it. But people actually say, well, if they are in a certain area, they can take care of themselves and they got the, the services that they need and that's it. So that's where my coaching, the life coach, Helping women coming out of an abusive situation was born because I believe that they really need that follow-up. They need that continuity in their life to know that they will be able to have a coach. They will be able to continue because a lot of the people that I work with, like Linda mentioned, sometimes they are coming out of that relationship which was abusive. They do not recognize themselves. They don't know who that person is. <laughs> they have to actually reintroduce uh, themselves to that person. So they have to know the steps. They have to know how important it is. Because we have people who went all, all their lives with that um, abuse without really knowing and understanding, why am I doing this? Why am I sabotaging myself here? Why am I not being successful in my business? Why am I? And it, it could be not only because of the technical situation, because of the knowledge of the victim, but because of you. Because of you have so much that you're carrying that you can't actually, you have all those mental blocks. You have all mm -hmm. those blockage that are stopping you from accomplishing what you need to accomplish. So that's where I come, uh, I come in and really tell them, it's okay, you'll be able to, I mean, you're a wonderful person, you can do it, you know, start many, many different steps that you can do. And with domestic violence, this is a lifelong work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that, okay, I came out of the abuse and I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. That's fine. No, you need to address it. You need to recognize it, face it, and then, you know, work on it. This is like going to be a work that you're going to be doing for a long time. And uh, so I'm, I'm very uh, passionate about it because I have seen the people that I work with that you could see, I should always have like a, 
before and after picture for them, which this is something that uh, I, I joke about, but I don't really do. But you should see the person, the way that someone was like destroyed and, you know, completely inward and completely isolating, even though the person has work, they have family, they have, but they isolated themselves from everything. And just like in that world, and then for them to get through the process and recognize that, yes, there's a place for me in this, in this world. There's a place for me in this family. There's a place for me at work and actually get to the point where they can breathe better. I don't know if you can see my sign here. <laughs> it says, breathe, relax, and unwind. So we, I kind of give them that on so many le different levels in the, the, the work that I'm doing. If I can give you a little example, I had a, a woman working with me right after coming out of a shelter and uh, a beautiful lady, very smart, before the abuse, she was a businesswoman, she was in the, uh, from another country, so she was completely uh, independent and all that, and after the abuse, she was in a state where she was completely, um, she lost her self-confidence. She lost her self-worth, her self-esteem. So she was like, I don't know who this person is. You know, this is not me. I used to laugh. I used to be joking. I used to, re and we worked together in a few months. And this young lady is flourishing. She's got her business back. She's got, uh, um, she actually have so much confidence and even her look look different. And, you know, and um, of course, it's not only the outside because it has to come from the inside. So it, it's very, very important for me to do this work. And uh, I'm sure that probably the same way for you too. I would do it for free <laughs> because I really love it. I really enjoy doing it. And I think that this is something, if God gave me the opportunity to learn so much from the people that were in that situation and with the knowledge, with the schooling, with the all backup that I had to help me out, you know, why not share it? Why not really help the people? And I hope I'll be able to do this as long as I can. I know I'm like getting. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's amazing. That's totally amazing what you do. And it's so, yeah. so needed. I mean, we, yeah. as a society, we do these things and then we never follow through and people fall back. I mean, they do it with the homeless, you mm -hmm. know, situation yeah. is they, they say here, here's a home. And then they don't work with them. How do you, how do you enter, yeah. How do you enter society? And this is another, yeah. Services are normally only offered during crisis situations. And that's the one thing that I love about coaching, and it was the reason why I came out of psychology and therapy, because I got tired of discharging patients and not knowing what was happening to them. And so I said, you know what, how in the world do I follow up and Painful. be available to them after this? Because they leave treatment centers and they may or may not go. And, and you can give them a referral, but if they don't have the money to go to the place, then they're just going right back to another cycle. And I couldn't be a part of that anymore. And it that was how I started coaching. And it's funny, Danielle, because I got certified in DV as a teenager. And, and then I've been through a lot of mental abusive relationships. And, mm -hmm. and the thing that I'll tell you about that that's hard is that if it is 
if, if you have not been hit, does not matter, you cannot get help. There can be the threat, there can be everything, but, and so when you, when you go to talking, I gotta be quiet, because I can go for weeks, <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and it touches so many people, and, and, and so many people still have that fear, but, but the fact that you've turned your, your experience into, into a business is exactly what I love to hit on, is that most of our businesses started from us being a part of, or the subject of, a problem. And whether the need was there or whether the resources or, or solution was there or not, most of our businesses started from, from exactly this. And I, and I just, and I, I have to say, Danielle, I don't know if you remember, but I've sent somebody to you before. And so she, Lisa was like, where is she? I was like, she's in Miami. Cause I just moved from Florida and, and it was, and, and I want as, as nobody greater, my agency, I want to be a business directory for, for you guys that are out there doing it because I stopped coaching so much and I just love to connect with you guys. I want to be that place where people can come or you can come and say, Hey, do you know somebody that does this somewhere? And I can be like, yep, because just sending somebody to you, I didn't know you from the man in the moon, but I just knew what you did. And she said, you can Thank you, <laughs> And I was like, yay. And it was a win for all of us. And it, you know, just working across the state at that time, but just on the internet, it goes to show how powerful we are together when we're working together and, and how each of our stories and each of our businesses, although they are different, they're so much alike. Each of us talked about how we have to first build confidence with whoever we're dealing with because anything that we teach them is not going to stick. And if they don't understand their worth and their value and why we're investing in them, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I want to get back to this conversation, but I want to go to Ashley because Ashley is actually an author and she wrote a book about something we talked about earlier. Her, um, she, ooh, this, it's not just a book, so it's a compilation. And it is about uh, something that I had to get tattooed on my arm because I forget about fear, fearless faith. So she's going to talk about her book, Fear, along with her businesses. And then after that, I want us to get back on our conversation, but I'm sure she's going to take us there. So go ahead, Ms. <laughs> Ashley. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Ashley Little. By day, I work in corporate America. I've been in corporate America for 13 years in the education for profit, helping people get to the next level from all walks of life. Um, my passion is, in, is women empowerment, reaching back and pulling forward for our younger generation and helping people get to the next level. So by night, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm a best-selling author of the book, Dear Fear, Volume 2, 18 Powerful Lessons of Living Your Best Life Outside of Fear. And in my book, some of the things that I talk about um, is Dear Fear, You Can't Have My Power, where, you know, the, the person that puts on their clothes every day. And no one knows what's going on. They're really hurting inside. And I talk about different obstacles that I went through in, in corporate, in just, you know, death, different losses that I've had and how I've overcame those relationships and uh, friendships. So I talk about those different things and how, you know, the difference was I didn't quit. And I think that's the main thing. We all struggle, but the difference is it's not quitting and just jumping out there, doing it afraid, doing it anyway, and not being afraid to fail. So in that book, it's 18 powerful lessons of just how to overcome different obstacles that you may have, as well as I'm a 4X business owner where I teach people how to achieve um, financial, um, you know, financial relief from, you know, being able to build that by trading the foreign exchange market. 
you know, doing the, the different foreign currencies, basically. And then from there, I am a woman speak circle leader where I help people overcome their fear of public speaking. So I really enjoyed it. I have circles here every month here in Nashville. And I love it. You know, I love helping people from all walks of life, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you're in corporate, wherever you may be. I think that's a big thing that challenges a lot of people is their fear of public speaking and just being a fear of failure. Um, next, I'm also a co-founder of Sweetheart Scholars Nonprofit because uh, where we, I help young girls. We founded that. I have two other co-founders, and we founded that there were uh, a lack of our young girls getting the assistance that they need as far as scholarships and awards and things like that in order to be able to go to college. So we reached back and pulled forward, being able to go back in North to North Carolina, where I'm from to be able to help these girls go to school. So we were, our goal was to give out two scholarships this year and we ended up giving out four. And I'm a big person and, you know, if it's your vision, you should invest in it first. So we gave it out our own pockets first, you know, and we were able to give out four. They had to go through a very intense process, uh, interview, um, I had to see their acceptance letters, why they deserve the scholarship and um, pretty much different uh, community service recommendations. And we were able to pick uh, for deserving young ladies and our goal is to expand to different states and to make our scholarship bigger each year and to um, definitely partner with more organizations and um, looking for more sponsorships and investors as well so I'm very excited about that because our, our younger generation needs us as well as I'm a co-host of the Tammy Collins Marquee radio show as well and I'm a blogger so I mean I'm loving what I'm doing um, all about women empowerment helping people get to the next level and definitely reaching back and pulling forward. Great my goodness <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> you are wow. one of the superwoman, huh? <laughs> yes I am of many hats of many hats. <laughs> oh goodness. Well for uh, I'm, I'm listening to you and you're talking about that you are a uh, you wrote a book yes i did what, what is the what is your book's name what's the name of the book dear fear volume 2 18 powerful lessons of living your best life outside of fear i'm a best-selling author by the way and you can find it on amazon or you can purchase it through me i, I send out signed copies to all of my supporters as well and i need to bought one <laughs> i will check it out um, yes uh, also, I'm uh, working on a book, so I'm trying to uh, see if I can t uh, get it out this year. It's awesome. also concerning, it's, it's about, uh, uh, it's going to be an how-to book for the people that went through abuse. So oh, nice. uh, I'm looking awesome. forward to doing that. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you already have one out. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, for the helping the kids, that's, yes. that's so important. You know, it is so important to, to be helping the kids. And, uh, in, in my community also, we, we have a few programs that we help them out. And, um, for the, on the side, I have a nonprofit in my, in my community for the Haitian community. And we try to help them keep the culture going and also to feel that they belong in this environment and also to go on with. Uh, and one of the things I do in, in my life coach business is to work with people with emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. 
so we also work with a lot of uh, the people from my community also because i don't know if someone know about the haitian community but they went through so much you know yeah. Like, yeah. so many crises and mm -hmm. it's like one after the other pam 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 so it's like constant so we are in crisis mode most of the time so i work with them on that also and uh a lot of the people that we are working in my with my job um they also have that uh, uh stress about even um not even public speaking but you know yeah. let's say you are in a group and oh i'm not gonna say anything you know it's just like mm -hmm. it's not valuable what i'm gonna say maybe i'm gonna look stupid maybe and all that so uh, also this is something that we uh, uh, try to work with them also and i'm glad to hear that you do that and maybe like we have so many things in that yeah uh, we do <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a pleasure to, to speak to each one of you after that <laughs> yeah absolutely oh my goodness any other questions or comments where did lisa go Are we close to the time or? How, yes, how we are. I just wanted to see if anybody had any more questions or comments about anything that we talked about. We got everything out there. I want to let everybody know um, CEO of She is my group where I collect all the information and all the podcasters and women in business. That is the dumping ground. We share information. We talk about self-care, um, personal and professional development, but ultimately that's where I I really try to connect women that are in the same paths, whether it be a lot of our podcasters are off, are from Australia and the UK and Canada and across the globe. And I really love to connect women because like I said, we, we are so much better together. And I'm also about to, I think have three retreats coming up in the next year. So I will be pulling from all the women that I know and that are on the podcast and that are in my business network. So that's why I encourage you guys to be on the business network and also to schedule an individual podcast where we can go more in depth about your business and what you do. Um, but I just want to open the floor again for the panel because one of the reasons why I love the panel is because people get to see that, you know, we're coming from different areas across the country. We're coming from different walks of life. We're coming from different ages, but at the same time, we have similar stories. And we are no different than the women that are sitting here listening, that are afraid to leave, yeah. that are afraid to follow their dreams, that are afraid to, to, to believe in themselves, and that may not have anybody else that believes in them. And I want listeners to understand that you're not alone. All it takes is for you to contact me or anybody else, and I'll make sure that no matter what it is that you're trying to do, that we get it done. So ladies, you guys have any more comments? Well, I don't, I don't have a question, but I just have to say that this has been one of the most enjoyable podcasts I've been on the panel because I mean, you three, four are amazing. I mean, and to sit there and look at what everyone is offering to the world, it's like, this is what needs to happen. This is how we're going to heal the world one person at a time. And it's, I'm just absolutely thrilled that you, you know, I was able to be on it. I mean, it's, totally amazing every one of you you guys are doing such a fantastic job it's really amazing. yes I, I have to say that i really enjoyed it also and i'm i'm so 
like I said in my little uh, note, I'm so loving this panel. It, it's really uh, all the different people that are in there are bringing so much to uh, to this community, to this um, area. So uh, thank you for all the things that you do. I really appreciate it. And I'm very happy that I had the opportunity to uh, be here and talk to them and to you and the people that are listening. And uh, what I should say is that uh, it's very important for you to know that everybody have a story. Yes. Everybody have passion. Everybody, you just have to work on it and find what it is and, you know, go for it and actually living your life because mm -hmm. sometimes we are going on with things. We're not really living, we're surviving and we need to start living and there's a lot to live for and a lot of people will be benefiting from what you have to bring. Oh, so thank you. for sure. I, no, I, I so, I so agree. I mean, I, I think there are too many people that are existing. That's all they're doing is exist yeah. existing. Yeah. And they don't even know how powerful they are. And I just, you know, I tell people, it's like, we all are like, if you look at the life and the world and it's like a jigsaw puzzle and every single one of us are a piece. And if we're not showing up and if we're not giving our gifts to the world we're that missing piece so how can you complete the puzzle yep. you know and we were all custom made you know I, yeah. I use the word custom made because we were all designed differently we were designed to withstand different things we were built different we look different we act different we sound different we married different people we're not meant to be the same and i posted something yesterday about comparison mm -hmm. and and, it, and, and it's the stealer <laughs> of joy we're, we're, we're constantly saying well there's a million life coaches but guess what None of them are like you. And no matter what you do, it's going to be different than somebody else right. who needs you. That's true. You, know? yeah. you have a different so, experience. Yeah. It yeah. is. That's true. And, yeah. and not to mention, everybody needs one, whether they know they need it or not. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Even the coach needs coaches. Yeah. Yes. yeah. One thing I wanted to say, Anika, con congratulations on being a newlywed. Oh yeah! Congratulations! Thank you. And look, I'm trying to dump all of my past so that I can be a happy newlywed because what? I'm not afraid to say that when you have been through hell and back, you tend to expect hell. And if you don't, then you PTSD. And so I'm trying to stop making hell. I'm trying to like just because you know when you come from adversity, chaos is a norm. And when you find peace, it is unfamiliar and unwelcoming. And, and I'm learning to get used to joy because mm -hmm. I have found joy in my personal life and in my business. And it's new. It is extremely new. And I'm very vocal. And I, I do everything about my voice because I didn't have a voice. I was silenced. I was terrified. I was scared. But I was always different. And I didn't know what that looked like or what it meant for me. And I still don't know what it is, but every day I get up and when I say, okay, I want a podcast and then a hundred people sign up, I say, I guess I'm doing a podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, but I literally just know that I'm not the only one that thinks like me and I wish I had a me coming up. And, and that's all I can say. And that, that's, that's my fire every day. I'm telling you, thank yes. you for what you yes. do, you know, yes. thank yes. you so much also for what you do. And just bringing this awesome panel together where everybody on here is awesome, all this wisdom. 
I love it. And Anika, congratulations and kudos to you. Kudos to you. This is awesome. And just understanding that um, collaboration is always better. You know, bringing everybody together. We're, you know, I believe that our destiny is tied to our connection. And being able to collaborate is so much better. You can get so much more done when you're not competing and you're collaborating. You're actually happy for people because you don't understand. You don't know. You only see the outside part, the finished product but you don't see the process. But everyone has a process that we all have to go through. So I think if people enjoy the journey and also enjoy the process, and just be happy for people, because you just never know what they had to do to get there. And that's why we can't compare ourselves. Right, right. Amen. And there's absolutely yeah. competition. You know, if, you, if people could just get past that and realize that um, we are all so unique, that there is yeah. no real competition. Yeah, it's overrated. Right. Well, it's because who gravitates to me uh, might well, not no gravitate to Danielle. Yeah. You know? I mean, have no use for you if it doesn't yeah. pertain to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's and no that's okay. But yep. you know what? That's because we have a really hard time taking rejection. And a lot of that comes yeah. from pain. Good it comes point. from pain. And if, if we're not confident, then we're not going to be able to take rejection. And so it all goes back to that same thing we were talking about is building confidence. Because most women have the intuition and the intellect. It's the confidence that's paralyzing them. And, right. and you know, I hate it. You know, I said last night to someone um, that I didn't, you know, I wasn't who I was 10 years ago. If I tried to do the same thing 10 years ago, it wouldn't work because I wasn't me. You know, I was a different version of unseasoned version of me. But I finally got to that point where I was like, ah, this was preparation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God, I got it. You were preparing me for what you needed me to do. So I had to go through all of that so I could gain the wisdom to do what it is that you need exactly. me Exactly. One thing I can bring, one thing I can add to what you, you ladies are, are saying is that a lot of us were not raised to actually cooperate. You know, for a lot of the people that I know, and a lot of people that I met from different backgrounds, different race, I mean, everything. They, they were not raised as women to cooperate with women. So this is something that we have to open our eyes now and say, we have that power. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah. we actually collaborate and cooperate, yeah. I mean, there is no stopping for us. Right. You know? So it's, it's very important for the women to know that. Now, the, the, if they will raise you on a way that's saying, don't trust her, don't trust this woman, don't trust her and all that. So you, you kind of build that in you. It's now it's time to kind of let it go. <laughs> what yes. doesn't work, you know, you just let it go and know that you have that power to have sisters, have your, you know, cooperate and collaborate. Yeah. It makes mm -hmm. you much, much better, stronger than it, it, you ever thought, you know, you would be. Mm -hmm. have, have you ever, any of you ever seen the advertisements from like the late 40s and 50s? Mm -mm. Okay, so if you, my um, granddaughter did a thing for college on it, but it shows the woman in a subservient role. So she's standing at the door with the pipe and the slippers, you know, or she's putting I've the slippers on the male's feet. I've seen that. Yeah. Martini at the door. Right. Yeah. yeah martini. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. And this was television. It was in paint news, you know, on magazines and all that. So women were put into a role 
of not being powerful. That's right. You know, and you can see it today. Mm -hmm. It's still happening. I just have to shake my head yes and just say yes, because that was one of the reasons why I was hesitant to get remarried because I didn't want to be in that role. And luckily I married a man who told me that you can do whatever you want. You know, I, I, I believe in you. I believe in your vision and I believe in your power. And, but there are many that don't and many that want that still this to this day. And, you know, I said, one of my retreats will be identity. That will be the name of it because it is so lost. And for some people, that's okay if that's what you want, but you just don't know that you're never gonna, you're never gonna know what you could have been, you know? If, if you don't jump. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, even, even as a parent or anything, you know, even when I was sick and I was home, I always felt like there was more meant for me, you know? And, and some people that they don't want that, but for those that do, I just want them to know it's available. There is enough abundance in the world for everybody to have some. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, I, 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 you couldn't tell me uh, last year what abundance looked like or what joy looked like or what happiness was or, you know, what worry-free was or what love, unconditional love was. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, I realized that you can't always tell people. Sometimes you just got to show them. Mm-hmm. And they have to work on it within themselves first, you know, work on what's going on, your issues within you first. You have to start at the root before you can, um, you know, work with anybody else or even for it to work. You got to work on you and just realize, okay, what am I doing wrong? It's not always the other person. What can I, what could I have done better? What have I done wrong? How can I move forward to make this healthy? Yep. But it just starts with us. It starts with us. Right. The only control we have is over ourselves. Right. We can't control anyone else anywhere. We can't control their reactions. Right. But we can control our own thoughts and we can control our own reactions. And that's it. And that's where we've got it, what we have to do. Yes. All right, ladies. Well, I am going to sign off for today. I want to thank you guys for listening to Your Voice, Your Power with Anika and with these five amazing, amazing. I was trying to say five and fine at the same time five amazing women and um just i will keep you updated on on the amazing things they have going on because we got books going on we got all kind of things going on so um listeners just keep listening and i will i will talk to you guys next week and to you ladies thank you for being here thank, thank you. you thank you everybody thank you